The Dark Feminine is a podcast for women of color entrepreneurs. Anyone interested in entrepreneurship, competence, leadership, business building, or for those of us who just like listening to my voice. So women entrepreneurs and business owners are flocking to digital channels, social media, video, podcasts, blogging, press, and Clubhouse, of course, Clubhouse, to share their stories and their services. But many say they're nervous or wary of putting themselves forward. So today I want to talk about how we can gain confidence in our messaging and share our narratives with others in the most effective way that still really feels authentic to us as business owners. And I was reading the Rose Review on female entrepreneurship, which was published a couple years ago in 2018, and I was really surprised, but not especially shocked by the stats. Um, Only 6% of women in the UK run their own businesses, which is lower than our counterparts in other parts of the English-speaking world. Um, And even though I'm surrounded by entrepreneurial women as a result of my job, of course, uh, it was still a sobering reminder that there are so many women out there with great ideas and skills who aren't approaching entrepreneurship for whatever reason. And when I asked some of my friends, just anecdotally, who've toyed around with the idea of starting businesses about why they think that might be, I got a lot of answers. Fear of loss of a stable income, or just fear of instability, fear of failure, and a lot of people said fear of putting themselves, quote unquote, out there. So you can see that there's a pattern here, the word fear. It was used by far the most often, and other words that are really synonymous with it. So today I've invited another female entrepreneur, Jess Oddsley, to talk to me about how female entrepreneurs and those of us considering that life can take that fear and use it to create businesses that we're proud of and that sustain us. So before we get started, I would love to introduce Jess. She is a social media strategist and founder of strategic social media consultancy, Rock Social. Jess works with female founders to empower and support them to rock their social and be more visible with their businesses. So Jess, welcome, and please tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for having me, Kalila. I have been looking forward to this conversation. I think it's going to be a good one. (laughs) So I'm a fairly uh, late uh, (laughs) comer to business. Um, I'm 45 and I started my business a couple of years ago. So behind me, in my backpack, so to speak, I've got 20 years of experience in, in PR and communications and marketing. And I started out in the film and TV industries and I had a fantastic career. I was really, really happy in what I was doing. I was running PR for people like Disney and Discovery Networks. And I'm originally Swedish, but I lived in in uh, New York for two years. And then I lived in the south of France and I lived in, in London for 10 years. And about 10 years ago, uh, me and my husband, who's English, decided to relocate to Sweden. And I was employed. So I was head of internal comms for a global company. And uh, it really was treating me the way that I see a lot of women being treated in the workplace. It was a male-driven, very toxic environment. It was a negative work environment and culture. And um, it was marginalizing me, my competence, and I didn't feel fulfilled or heard or listened to. So when you say it like that, it seems like an easy choice to start your own business. Um, I did, it wasn't though, um, and I'll get to that, but my my twin girls were about 18 months at the time. And I remember my mum saying to me, you're absolutely crazy. And 
to leave, you know, with the mortgage and three children to leave employment. But in my heart, I knew that that was something I needed to do. And uh, since then, since then, I've um, I've built a business um, helping uh, female founders rock their social media, everything from social media management, but more so uh, the strategic part of things. Um, I'm also a podcast host, a course creator, and I've got different uh, products that I offer. I'm a Google t- Google digital expert as well, and I. I do a lot of uh, coaching and training of business owners. And that's what my business is about, really. Uh, Empowering particularly female founders because we have far too few of those in the world and we need more. Uh, So I feel that that is part of my why to support them. I love that. And it's amazing to listen to you talk about where you started in the corporate world and then where you are now. You do so, so much, which is super inspiring. I guess that the first thing I want to talk about is asking you about that initial transition. So you were in a workplace where you felt really marginalized and you did not feel fulfilled and that your skills were really being leveraged to the full force of your capabilities. But did you have a moment where, can you tell us a little bit more actually about that moment where you could overcome any reservations that you had about, yes, having a family and all of the responsibilities that came with that and taking that leap to starting your own business, regardless of all of the quote unquote, no one can see me, but air quotes around this responsibilities that you had and the the structure and stability that that job, no matter how difficult it was for you, gave you. I'd love to hear more about that. I honestly think that um, the assets that you have in your business uh, before you start it and once you have started is is first your physical health. So uh, feeling good, uh, staying healthy, you know, everything about our bodies, what we put inside of ourselves and all of that stuff is really important. But even more important than that, the, the, the layer that goes on top of that is the mindset part. And I think that your mindset is absolutely key to running a business because your mindset will do so much for you. It will get you to take that first leap because I was fearful and scared still am all the time it never goes away and that has to do with stepping out of that comfort zone right because that's where that sort of great growth happens but what it was really it was it was a particular moment yes and it had been brewing for a really long time it had always been in the back of my mind I'd been told by people around me that I really, really admire that run their businesses. You know, a lady who's 20 years older than me, who's got, she's retiring now, but she's an amazing architect and a, and a uh, brand builder, really. And she said to me, Jess, it's such a waste. You should run your own business. You, you're made to do this, you know. So people around me saying those things and supporting me is absolute key. Um, but that the, the change happened inside of myself. So there was one moment um, where I was sat in a very fancy boardroom and I was sitting with my manager and we were sort of head to head at this point. 
I had run a project previously um, where I had rolled out a global intranet and we were about to do the same thing again. And I was the only one who had done this within the organization. I had the experience. I knew what it had cost me uh, personally and out of resources of the business. And I, I laid out my plan and said, this is what we need to do to set resources for this project. And this is what I need to be able to succeed with this. And my manager did not agree and HR was involved and the HR manager looked at me and it, it said, it doesn't matter what competence you have or if you've done this before, this man is your manager and what he says goes. And that was the moment that the penny dropped for me where I felt like, no, absolutely not. You know, I'm, you know, in my 40s, I know this stuff. I've got a fantastic career behind me. I trust myself and my knowledge enough to know that I'm making the right calls for this business. And if that's not being heard, this is the last time that I'm accepting that. And I, I went very much back to like being a mum, you know, I have daughters and a son, of course, but that's different to me. You know, being a woman is very different out of so many perspectives. So I thought about my daughters and I thought, if this happened to them, what would I tell them? And I would tell them to leave. I would tell them to leave and build something and that they should believe and trust in themselves enough that they are able to do it. I think we are all capable. I think there are far too many women out there who are absolutely more than capable of running successful businesses, uh, but who are not taking that step for some reason. And a lot of it is fear related. You're, you're fearing the loss of income. You're going back to, will this even work? You know, will I be good at this? Um, and it's, it's super scary. It's super scary. But I think that when you close one door, you open another. And I opened a bunch of them. And it's so much more fulfilling for me to be in a place where I not only run my business for myself, but I also empower others to do so. Yeah, you're such an inspiration. And to even to your children talking about I can just hear that authentic mission and, and the vision that you have for yourself in your voice of not only doing this for yourself, but for your daughters and being that example being that change that you want to see in the world, which this is the problem with podcasts, like I'm sitting here nodding along, like, can I get an amen? That's, that's amazing. <laughs> but I, I think one thing as well that I want to touch on is talking about that that comfort zone a lot of us do feel and I mean I was there too in a kind of quote-unquote stable nine-to-five we we feel that that nine-to-five or that more structured employment is our, our comfortable right although a lot of times when I talk to people I point out that could go away too it's it's everything everything has changed but how did you really take yourself out of that comfort zone and maybe push yourself. I think that this has a lot to do with the mindset stuff that you just you just touched on. And I think that a way that I could translate that for listeners is imposter syndrome and really the internal narratives that we tell ourselves. Oh, if I quit my job, I could never get another one. If I start my own business, I'll never make the same amount of money. Or what if I fail and we go to the worst case scenarios? So can you tell us a little bit about how and what you did to really build up that mindset and overcome those internal narratives. And it sounds like, I mean, you are so, so well-spoken and passionate and empowered now. And the results in your business really go to show how mindset changes really work. But I'm wondering if you have anything tangible or tactical that you could share that really helped you along the way. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am very open with the fact that I did years, in fact, of cognitive behavioral therapy. There's no shame in that. I, I, I've been there. I got the T-shirt. I wear it proudly. It's done amazing uh, things for me and my mindset. And some of the techniques that I learned are things that, that we can work on. So um, I did that and I worked with somebody who, because let's face it, the, the, what it was, to be perfectly honest with you, is that I was so broken down that I would sit in my car and cry before I went into, into work. And I was in a sort of post-traumatic stress place for a really long time afterwards because I had continuously been in that situation where I just felt like I was maybe calm up on the surface but desperately paddling underneath. And I think the more, and it was a slow process, it didn't happen in a day, obviously, so it took a long time. And But the more I started building on myself, building on the core of myself, so what that meant for me was, yes, therapy with an amazing therapist, but it also meant podcasts, listening to other people's stories about how they did it, arming myself with knowledge and understanding that we all feel this way, like it is not a unique experience of feeling fear, uh, of, of feeling worry. It is it is a common situation for, for women to feel this way. We all suffer from issues when it comes to confidence, when it comes to inner critic, when it comes to imposter syndrome. These are not unique in any way, shape or form. They are commonalities for all women. Let me tell you, there's nobody who is immune to this. Even if you're Michelle Obama or, you know, Sheryl Sandberg, they've all felt it. So I think understanding that, that I was a part of of something, you know, greater, and if other people could overcome uh, their challenges within those areas, then why could I not? And slowly my mind shifted, and I did a lot of reading as well, there's loads of books that I could recommend. Playing Big by Tara Moore was one of them. Um, You're a Badass by Jensen Zero is love another that. one. Yeah, that, <laughs> that really kind of opened my mind to, you know, this is something that we're, we're all in it together. We all feel it, but that there are ways of getting out of it or managing it. So I started having conversations with my fear and I started having conversations with my imposter syndrome and my inner critic. And I wasn't trying to quash it. I was more sort of acknowledging the existence of it and saying, okay, fear, there you are. Okay, I get it. You're here to protect me. You're here to uh, protect me from danger because you're like coming from the prehistoric brain of mine back when we were, you know, living in caves and me kind of going out of my comfort zone meant being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. But <laughs> I don't need you right now because yeah. now, here I am now and I'm going to do this. And you know what? You can stay there and, you know, say whatever you want to say, but I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing anyway. And that kind of became a way of managing it. And then I started reframing things. So things that I started thinking about my whole experience, how bad it had been. And then I started thinking that if it hadn't been so bad, then I would have probably stayed. So I started becoming grateful for all the bad things and all the difficult things and all the hard stuff and thinking that that was what had brought me here to this opportunity to actually take matters into my own hands and be free in a way. Um, and when the pandemic hit, we all reacted to it differently. Um, I was shocked as everybody. I lost all of my clients within a couple of weeks. Um, and then that, then my business became, you know, doubly strong 
after that. But of course, that's scary, right? It's like riding a roller coaster and just holding on, basically. But I turned it around in my head and said to myself, you know what? This is happening to everybody. This is a global pandemic. You're not alone. Everybody feels this fear. But you know what? At least you're not employed. (laughs) Because if you were employed, you'd sit here and be worried that you're going to lose your job and there's nothing that you can do about it. But you're self-employed, you run a business and you can pivot. You can change. You can ride this out and you can see what happens. And I think the whole thing was like, don't panic. Just think about, you know, and lo and behold, very quickly uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, an agency in Canada, world leading within social media, got in touch with me and said, you've got this unique experience of like having done PR and crisis communication and social media. Can you teach our audience about how to handle social media in a time of crisis? So there kind of came my door opening right yeah and that's amazing so I took that and I ran with it and then of course things balanced out and a year later my business is doubly strong to what it was even before the pandemic which is amazing but but I think that that acceptance really of like understanding that you're not alone whatever you think that you're alone and you're not and we all suffer from the same things we're all so surrounding myself with voices of women who had gone through it and I heard their stories and, and that's what um, what really gave me the armor to do it. And then I also implemented um, gratitude as a practice in my life. Because what gratitude has done is for me is that it's taking me away from this kind of... The world that we live in is a very fast moving world. And the bit, the, the, what we see on social media is an idealized version of reality it is not reality it is the highly filtered highly curated and when we're when we're um looking at that all the time and spending the time that we do on social media our brain starts to go you know why am i not you know younger smarter thinner prettier more successful right and that is such a negative place to be in so curating that social media feed and then turning it around and saying instead of chasing the next project the next success the next you know social media post it was more of stopping and saying you know what am I grateful for right now well I have my health I have my family I get to do this so I started waking up every day being grateful for the fact that I got to run my business I love this and one thing that I am also hearing is that you have a very strong sense of why, why you're doing this. And that's, there, there are a lot of reasons for yourself, for your daughters, because you want to inspire and help female business owners. And there's one book that I love, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And while it's really geared towards startups and kind of how you come up with like a great brand, I think that we can take a lot of those lessons for ourselves personally and have a really strong sense of why do I do this? And you're your story, your background, everything has really contributed to this. You're, you're able to come back to that why and tap into that. So it's not just the the looking at other people around you and reading. All of this feeds into having a really strong sense of yourself and what you're doing, which I find to be really, really inspirational. And I, I, I feel like that may be, and I might be putting words in your mouth, but I want to kind of shift to talking about the sphere of visibility that women have and fear of sharing their stories and fear of kind of just being put out there. And one thing that I think is so amazing with you is that you're very, very transparent. 
you talk about your story and all of the the ins and outs, the the good, the bad, the ugly. And I I wonder if having that really stable core mindset, that sense of why, that sense of why you do things, if that helps you overcome that, and and also how you take that um, and help other clients overcome that, because I, I think that that's something that so many women really, really struggle with, and that you seem to have down pat. So I want to hear more about that. Yeah, obviously, you know, I have my bad days too. I get, <laughs> I get struck with comparisonitis as well and think that others are doing better than me and I'll never get there and all of that. But to be honest, 95% of the days are good and it's because of all the work that I've done. So none of this has come for free. But um, it's interesting actually that you say that because one of the things that I, I invested in my business, one of the first things I invested in was a brand strategist. And if you look at that from the outside, outside you're thinking maybe two things. The first thing is, is that really the first thing that you need? And the other thing is, can't you do that yourself with 20 years of experience of, of marketing? And anyone who's run a business know that you may be really good at doing social media strategy for other people, but it's much harder to do it for yourself. So whatever so you true. do in your business, it is much more difficult to do it for yourself. You're Forest almost through the trees. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you need that out side perspective to be able to do it successfully so I talked to a brand strategist she was amazing and she really helped me nail my why and she helped me also nail my brand values which obviously as as you know running my own business that those are my values uh, they go hand in hand so once I had gotten that I had this base to stand on that I could base everything on so after that it was easier to get a website and a social media presence going it was easier to decide all of the other layers that come on top once I had that kind of nail down of like who am I and why am I doing this and what are the values that I want to bring to the world in a sense um, and yes I am I am fairly unapologetic about you know all of it really uh warts and all you know i i am so fed up and done with women apologizing all the time you know and being visible and being comfortable with being visible you're absolutely right is something that you know a lot of my clients struggle with and the truth is rome wasn't built in a day so it's about taking those small small steps if you work on your brand strategy so you understand the the why in your business and you lay all of these foundations and you stand firm in that that gives you clarity and once you have that clarity it makes it so much easier to kind of go out there and show the world what you're all about it gives you a foundation to do that and then once you start to do to be more visible for your business then take minuscule steps you know start with stories that are ephemeral that disappear after 24 hours you know um just practice it try it um so much misunderstanding in this world about you know you're born with confidence or you're born as a great speaker no these are all things that everybody has to learn sure people have propensities to be to be greater than others maybe you have to work more than somebody else but these are things that we all can learn so it's about taking those small small steps every single day I saw a transformation recently in a client this wasn't a client it's actually somebody in my network who started a business fairly recently 
And she went through this kind of brand strategy program and came out a completely different person. She went from feeling anxious about her business to coming out and having complete clarity about, okay, this is what I am about. This is what I want to do. This is what brings me joy. These are the people that I want to work with. And you can see in her eyes how all of these pieces have fallen into place and how how much, how that anxiety about being visible has been changed with with joy and uh, enthusiasm and that then in turn you know uh, creates uh, joy and enthusiasm in her clients who she loves to work with so it's all a really good good cycle so having that clarity from the get-go uh, was uh, a massive uh, advantage yeah these things have knock-on effects don't they like it's if you portray yourself and really kind of work to have that exciting energy and that inspirational belief in your business then obviously that will really it's it's contagious right everyone has that I also would say that I think a lot of times when I talk to women who are really anxious about putting themselves out there I always want to reframe things and say things like you know depending on the size of your audience yeah if you post a story what is the biggest downside do you get 200 300 people seeing it that's you know not the end of the world and as marketers, you and I both know that oftentimes to make something stick in someone's head, you have to say something many different ways and many different uh, times and things like that. So testing, testing, testing is the best thing to do. And don't worry if you feel like it's not 100% right, because you will have to optimize and refine things regardless of how comfortable you are with the message. So I think that just being a little bit playful with it and kind of trying to overcome your fear by thinking about this in a more experimental way could could be helpful. But I, I wanted to ask you about, about things in, in that way and about the brand exercise, about testing things out, about having this kind of attitude of playfulness um, and curiosity, because that all takes a lot of energy. And one thing that I have learned very much the hard way is that actually showing up for yourself having that high vibe energy, having that belief in your business, really believing in your why and showing up every day, standing firm in that. Actually, it takes a lot of energy. These are things that when I was a bit younger, I just kind of was like, well, yeah, of course. Like that's just, I took it for granted. So I kind of, and I think that you are a very good example of someone who, when you bring that energy to the table, look at what COVID has done for your business or your mindset through COVID has done for your business. So I want to talk to you about that. How do you have this energy and even on those days that you've talked about where things you know things are not always a uh, rosy how do you continue to kind of dig deep and come to the table with that with that great energy that you have and that belief and tapping back into your why i'd love to ask you more about that because i think that a lot of us really when you start to learn how much energy that takes and um you start to do that can sometimes feel a bit depleted yeah, I think that um, first of all, accept that you're not going to have high vibe days every day. Yeah. Be kind to yourself. Um, it took me a while. Uh, I was so conditioned to uh, many things as 20 years of employment does to you. But one of the things that I was conditioned to is like you show up every day at work regardless of what right? You, you give birth and you show up, you, you get mm -hmm. sick and you show up, you know, you do, you do these things and you just do them automatically. But running your own business gives you unparalleled freedom 
to basically running a business is not a job it's a lifestyle right so it encompasses everything that you are I'm in part doing it for myself I'm in part doing it for my children you know my husband runs his own business too so it's kind of like we live this lifestyle of of being entrepreneurs and I think acceptance took a long time for me to to get to where I would kind of show up and try to to get to that high vibe like constantly and it's just not going to happen. So being kind to yourself and really listening in and kind of waking up in the morning and going, what's right for me today, you know? And some days it's just like, I don't have the energy. Like perfectly honest with you, January and February were really tough months for me. I did not find energy at all. I was so exhausted and I would then nap during the day, which sounds like crazy if you think about employment, but then I would work maybe like an hour in the evening instead. Mm-hmm. So I had mm-hmm. chosen to have that flexibility. And then That's I why kind we have of, our own businesses. Exactly. exactly. And yeah. trusting, trusting very much that the energy would come back. And you, if you think about it, like the way that our world looks we live in a patriarchic system you know there's there's no no doubt about that that is a fact but we also live in a world created by men for men i love this um this book invisible women which is all about the research and the data behind behind how you know things like seat belts and the sizes of mobile phones like everything is is um, designed for men's hands and it's fantastic it's amazing um and when you realize that, that women and men are fundamentally biologically very different. So women's hormonal cycle is, you know, 28 days, give or take, you know, it can be 24, it can be 32, but it's a monthly cycle. Whereas a male hormonal cycle is 24 hours. So for them to show up consistently, you know, on, an, on a daily basis is not that difficult because they kind of, they're biologically wired that way. Whereas when I understood that as women, we have a monthly cycle. So in some parts of the month, I am very extrovert, great times to do uh, webinars, you know, um, online sessions, speaking engagement and podcast hosting or guesting. Whereas other parts of the month, I'm a complete introvert and I just want to be left alone. Great times to do, you know, finance bits or admin and things like that. And when I started understanding that and allowing myself to feel those things rather than fight against them um, and reading the book Period Power by Maisie Hill I as well. I read that too. I was just about to say, that sounds like what I learned in Period Power. Such yeah. a good book. Yes. Yeah, amazing yeah. book where Maisie kind of looks at the, the monthly hormonal circle as a year. So she uses the seasons of spring, summer, autumn, winter to kind of get us to understand that in the month there are different kind of seasons that we as women go through. And you know, when I think about back to what my life was like as an employee, you're completely at the hands of somebody else, you know, you have no choice. So for me, that was like, then it's okay to say to yourself, well, I have this freedom, you know, to do this and not push myself harder when I don't have to and giving myself a break and being kind to yourself I think that is really kind of we are so as women so hard on ourselves in general we judge each other way worse than anybody ever will and the inner critic that we have in our heads 
I often think to myself, would I speak like that to a friend? I would never, never would I judge them and speak so harshly to a friend the way that I sometimes speak to myself. And I catch myself in those moments and go, no, no, you know, good, good gets good. So, you know, if you're kind to yourself, then you will be kinder as a person and you will flourish more as a person as well. There's no need to be that hard to yourself. And I see these things in myself and I think, how can I teach my daughters not to do this? How can I invite them into the inner work that's going on when they're old enough that I'm doing so that, you know, they will grow up and not you know be that hard on themselves as teenagers we're making lives even harder than it needs to be and I think my gratitude practice has really helped me flip that as well because you're constant I'm constantly reframing things and taking things from a negative to a positive because let's face it there almost always is when a door closes another one opens always the universe looks out for you that way it really really does does. and when you when you open up doors as well you open up to the possibility and at your darkest times as an entrepreneur like when the pandemic hit when you lose a client you think I lost a big client uh in the middle of the pandemic and I was like oh my god this is awful I have failed right I have failed and I'm what am I going to do now and I was like no I learned something from this and I stood firm to that client in my experience and my belief now they didn't want to hear it and that's their choice you know that's fine but I'm not gonna sacrifice what I believe is right and this this is about social media strategy I really believed in the strategy that I had I would otherwise I wouldn't have devised it and it was proven and tested and it worked but they still didn't really want to go that way and do that and that's okay then you part ways with the client no hard feelings but for me it was like okay I failed and then I thought about it it's like no I didn't fail I stood firm in what I believed in and that I tested and I proved that it worked they just didn't want to go down that route and that's okay that's all right there'll be others and lo and behold you know other clients came along and Google called not shortly afterwards and asked would you like to be a digital expert for us in social media and you know that's an example of one door closing and another one opening opening and that's I think that that's so important as well to be so strong in your beliefs and I think this does come back to visibility is the strength in your convictions and of course that comes back to your brand strategy because you need to know what those convictions are that helps build some really good good guardrails but when you can stand firm with a client, I think that that also comes from the work that you've done, not not being afraid to stand up for yourself, to advocate for yourself. So this this is not just in terms of marketing yourself. This is also in terms of how you engage with people once a business agreement has has been made. So I think that that's really interesting to think about how that carries through pretty much the entire the entire business cycle. And just I know that we're we're short on time, but I wanted to ask one kind of final question before we wrap up. And that's around the energy that you seem to receive from others. So what I heard there was that you had this interaction. And even though they were kind of pushing back on you, you had the the wherewithal, you had the clarity to really stand up and be like, you know what? No, this is, this is what I, this is what I believe. Or also when you talk about your daughters, especially, it just like really warms my heart. It seems like you get so much energy from really knowing and being clear on the world you want to build for them. So I wanted to kind of ask you 
about in terms of the energy that you get from others, from other female entrepreneurs, from clients that you have, do you really curate and surround yourself with certain um, certain types of, of business leaders or certain people and how that could translate to some of our listeners in terms of them overcoming some of the things we've talked about today. So their fears of maybe starting their own business, their fears of visibility, or even just, again, receiving energy um, and being able to, to use that to stand firm in their convictions. You know that they, they say that it takes a village to raise a child. There's something in that. I believe that we as women, we are stronger together than we are alone. We are kind of meant to be in tribes. We're meant to be together in groups. That's when we become, when we support each other, that's when we become unstoppable. So for me, it's it's very much goes into, as a person, I don't subscribe to the idea of scarcity at all. When it comes to money, business, friendships, anything. I don't, I believe in abundance. Okay. That's my kind of like my basis, the way that I function as a human being. So I would absolutely so highly recommend that if you have these thoughts, even if it's not about starting a business, if it's just about, I really want to work on myself and I want to, I know now that confidence is a muscle and I want to keep working that muscle and I want to change my life. And it's small, 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 small steps that you can take and surround yourself with women who are doing the work and do the work with them. So whether that's, you know, doing a course on self-confidence, I know that Lauren Curry has an amazing one called Upfront, where she is changing, you know, in, in bonds of women, bond is a noun for a group of women, she is changing the way women act and speak and think of themselves. Um, or if it's being in a network of women that um, have similar um, values as you do, and always accept that we're all on our individual journeys. So you're never going to be like the same as somebody else. And that's okay because there's always going to be people who are ahead of you. And there's always going to be people behind you. And just make sure that you, you leave the door open for the ones coming behind. And surround yourself, curate your social media feeds so that they portray the journey you want to take right and then also surround yourself with networks of women friends all of that stuff uh they're going to help you on your journey whatever journey you're on you know uh my absolute best friend is um a creative director she ran an agency in london uh for almost 15 years and she's incredibly brilliant at business and design and she has been absolute rock in me starting her business because she's unfallible in her belief for me so she's telling me all the time you know you can do this I believe in you you've already shown that you can do this you're on such a great path all of this stuff is what gives you the energy you know and that abundance of support and women coming together we really truly are unstoppable if we, we surround ourselves <laughs> with the right people so it's so and this true. is and that, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say that this is in no way, shape, or form like anti men in any way. I love men, trust me. You know, I just don't love some of the um, results of the patriarchal system that we have to work against. But, you know, it, it's not that I'm against men, I'm just for women because I believe that when we come together, we can, we can truly change our lives and others' lives. 
And I think that one need look no further than the countries that have really killed it at COVID to see that female leadership does does bring really good results, I have to say. Um, but that also comes back to the beginning of this conversation. And when we were talking about you coming out of your comfort zone a little bit and having that validation, that mentorship, the collaboration opportunities with other women, it, that sounds like it was invaluable in you first taking, first taking the leap too. Um, so I, I guess that the final thing I would love to, to ask you is what can women who are working on developing confidence and skills to, to be more visible regardless of where they are on that journey, um, what can they do right now to get started or to keep going in your opinion and with all of the expertise that you have, both as someone who has walked this path and is continuing to walk it, and also as somebody who offers this as a service to women as well? Um, set, set a goal. Set a goal of what you want to do and commit to it. I think the commitment part is so important, regardless of what it is that you want to achieve in life. Um, setting the goal for yourself and having clarity on that uh, regardless of what it is if you want to work on some of these issues if you want to start a business or whatever it would be a better mom or whatever it is that you want to do in life just set the goal and commit to it and then practical ways of doing that is that you surround yourself with the right people read the books, listen to the podcasts like this, hear the voices of other women who have done it or are doing it. Uh, let yourself be supported, but also um, support yourself, you know. Don't quash those negative voices. Let them be there and that's fine, you know, but choose not to listen to them and create a different narrative for yourself. I think once we have clarity on what we want to achieve and we work towards it in incremental minuscule steps it's always always a step forward that's the thing and like feel comfort in the fact that nobody does this in a day this is all brick by brick we lay the empire you know it takes time uh, and there'll be ups and there'll be downs and I think a lot of people look at success and they think of it as a very straight graph um, and I love the Richard Branson quote when he says it took me 20 years to become an overnight success I mean, that says it all about the journey of an entrepreneur. You will lose and you will, you know, and, and there will be hard times, you know, but those hard times is the only way that you can learn resilience. It's the only way that you can get out of things. So there was a survey where, where people were asked if you could like scratch out all the negative stuff in your life and start afresh and like, you know, not have grief or pain or hardship, would you? And almost everybody says no, because the truth is that it's almost an impossible question to answer because without those things, we would not be who we are today. So like I said, yeah, it was hard for six years and it was rubbish. <laughs> but if it had just been a little bit bad, maybe I wouldn't have been here today. So, so for yeah. that, I'm grateful. And me too, because you are one of the people that, and we, we connected through a, a women's networking group. So I think a, a good example here of how amazing things can happen when women bond together. So I have to say that I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, thank you so much for your time today. If there are women who are listening who want to reach out to you to continue this conversation, to work together, to collaborate, tell me, how can they reach you? 
So the best ways is my website, which is uh, rock-social.com. There are links there to pretty much anything. You can do a free connection call with me. You can book a power hour. You can uh, sign up for my newsletter and get my fresh off the digital presses ebook, which is called um, Create an Instagram Strategy in Three Steps, where I take you through my strategic process in, in rocking it on, on Instagram. And then give me a follow on uh, at rocksocial underscore on Instagram, because I'm in there every day. It's my absolute favorite platform and I love connecting with people. Um, it can be a, a, a platform for so much joy and positivity if you curate it right and people can connect there with each other in an unparalleled way so uh yeah come find me well thank you again so much for your time today and for this chat i feel like i've walked away thinking oh i should go back and redo my calendar for the seasons of of my cycle so <laughs> i definitely have walked away with some really interesting learnings and um I'm really looking forward to, to connecting with you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kalila, for having me.